I V M. Hi everyone, welcome to Marbles Lost and Found. I'm Avanti. And I'm Zane. And today we have Sheena uh, on board and we are going to talk about what self-care really is and what it isn't. Um, you know, it isn't face masks, for example. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not necessarily yep. only face, face masks. Yes. So where would you uh, like to begin, Sheena? So, um, <laughs> thank you for having me, first of all. Of course, um, thank you so much for being here. I'm very happy to do this with both of you, considering I've known you both for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And over that time, I think we've all really observed the way we care for ourselves yeah. in our relationships. Or we don't. Or, or we, we don't. don't. <laughs> or we neglect to. Um, so I guess I got really um, interested in the idea of self-care about two years ago. Because for me, healing um, ended up being more of the fruits of the labor of sustained self-care than just therapy itself. Um, and so I wanted to like break down, I, th- I guess, that the idea that or the myth that self-care is a privilege because there's a lot of writing about how it is so inaccessible to people because mm-hmm. it's about these commodities. Mm-hmm. So it's about face masks. It's about me time. It's mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. like all these expensive superficial skincare routines. And right. I guess the idea of... Um, all like social media has really propagated that idea mm-hmm. that that that's what self care is. And yeah. it's so annoying and it's so pretentious <laughs> a lot of the time. Yeah, and it's just kind of like putting a band aid on a much bigger wound. You yeah, know, exactly. Not really going to. Yeah, and actually, the I think the term self care actually came up in in uh, in the therapist circles along a while ago. Mm. I think in the seventies. Okay. Um, so quite recently, and it was about. Uh, therapists having to take care of their own boundaries of themselves so that they don't get too wounded mm. by um, their clients' pain. Yeah, I get that. Right. Um, and 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 there's a lot of therapists. There's a lot of compassion fatigue that goes on with therapists too. Right. Where you're so exhausted and kind of desensitized from listening to a lot of heavy stuff all the time sure. that you don't feel like participating in the rest of your life. <clears throat> so exactly. you find yourself. You know, not saying no to things that you kind of want to do just because you're so tired. And so self-care came about as a way of like, okay, well, how do I live my life as fully as I can Mm -hmm. while also doing the work that I want to do? And now it's kind of, you know, bled over into everyone requires self-care because we are a burnout culture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think for for me, boundary work has been such a like big part of self-care because I've realized how many people have like fatigue or they have burnout or they have resentment and anger in their lives because they haven't learned how to set, set boundaries for themselves. They haven't learned to say no without feeling guilty or shameful or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Most people are socialized not to be able to like reject something without without any guilt attached yeah, to that. Yeah, exactly. You know? But actually boundary work helps you so much. For instance, having a contract, having like guidelines for when people can access your time. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, actually that that just makes me, sorry, I'm going to interrupt, but Sheena, would you like to actually introduce what it is you do and what you, who you are a little bit? Because we, I realized we jumped straight into we this. We jumped straight in, yeah. And listeners are probably like, well, that's this is interesting, but who is Sheena? <laughs> okay, well. We'd like to know. <laughs> oh, yeah. shit, this is not... Uh, easy for me because I do so many things mm. and uh, as you guys probably, and that's what makes boundaries so important for you too yeah to and, do so much yeah mm-hmm. exactly so I'm uh, primarily a 
a creative director and, and journalist. So I run a small publication, but it's also um, an agency which makes all kinds of creative work for people. So that could be in the photo space. It could be in the writing space. I give people like creative strategies all the time for their brands or businesses, generally in the design, lifestyle and food space. But, you know, there's a lot of overlap as with most things in life. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, because my work is... Um, usually freelance and quite diverse, I really have to take care of myself in in that way. Otherwise, burnout's very easy for me. Sure, of course. And so to segue back into what you were talking about, like you were talking about, say, a contract, for instance, and and could you expand on that and just give more examples of ideas in which you can set boundaries for yourself? Yeah, so um, one, one of the big things for me in workplace boundaries is how you can avoid say say like not having resentment or anxiety build up mm-hmm. in the workplace yeah. right so um i think in workplace boundaries one of the major things is like knowing what you're willing to do right. without feeling um like you're being taken gra- like for, yeah. for granted sorry. yeah 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 and so yeah that's like a really major sure one um because i think I you know you know to expand on that in fact i think this is kind of like across the board in in all corp in all corporate contexts where um you constantly be asked to do things and there's this sort of i'm not saying it's as it, it's as explicit or whatever but it's it's along the lines of if you are not doing the things that you are asked to do or requested to do, you're just not a team player, Mm -hmm. essentially. Irrespective of whether you have the bandwidth or not, you just have to like acquiesce and just go on and do it, you know? And and I feel that, in fact, in in my earlier work, I suppose I would do a lot of that and I just like be grumbling about things a lot of the time because I just wasn't really standing up for myself. And I think a lot of us do this in, in the context of work or frankly, anything relationships it's always just like we got to put the other person first we got to put this other person first we got to put this idea first this company first and you just kind of go well, enough already mm. you know yeah i mean I, I also think that the um like when you are able to like um ask for what you're worth you end up um creating self-esteem for yourself mm-hmm. as well so it like builds instead it of builds. waiting for it to land in your lap yeah somehow. and and it, and it never really does and so mm-hmm. actually it ends up being in your favor setting boundaries yeah mm-hmm. of course it's, it's it's not something you're doing like just for your relationships sure only. exactly so so what is a way that someone could very assertively and effectively say in a relationship for example which is probably a different context from say work what are ways in which someone can effectively put down boundaries with someone that they're in some capacity or the other involved with well I you think, mean at, at work no no, no, no i'm no, not ta- talking apart from work okay well i think in in personal relationships it's even like a bigger thing because trust is such a big part of um, a personal relationship, right? So essentially, you are. It is. It's you're literally always navigating boundaries within that space. Mm-hmm. Like what is accessible of yours to your partner, mm-hmm. um, not just in the consent space, but also in like, um, can somebody like check your messages, for instance? Or I know that sounds mm-hmm. quite quite yeah, yeah, like yeah. small or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that like, quite no, <laughs> but I mean, like, no, that's a that's a silly example. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. okay, you can't yeah, yeah. see my see my whatever yeah, Instagram sure. notifications or whatever but right. but what I mean is like because trust is such a big part of you, how you like navigate social relationships in general whether they're like romantic or friendships etc um, I think that's 
a really key part of it. Sure, fair enough. And so apart from things like setting boundaries and apart from the superfluous stuff like face masks, what are the ways in which people can actually look after themselves? Because I think, you know, we we've been told things you need to look out for yourself, you need to you need to learn, you need to have more self-esteem. But the things that I realized this recently is that I you know I've been told this before, but I just frankly didn't know how to like okay you need to improve your self esteem but how you know like <laughs> how, how does that even that's work that's a very yeah. big grand sweeping statement yeah. <laughs> yes exactly oh you need to learn to fly to the moon okay like all right so how where are my resources <laughs> exactly yeah. i guess it, the way i think of self care is like anything that adds to the value of your life so anything that's supporting your well being at that point mm-hmm. is um a form of self care so maybe it's asking for what you need mm-hmm. like asking for what you need at work asking for what you need at in your personal relationships how to ask like most people don't know how to ask especially people who have been traumatized or people just don't have like um who haven't had like a great childhood where where may, may, maybe they were reprimanded every time they asked for something mm-hmm. and a lot of people also have um a very little self worth in um when it comes to say doing things for pleasure mm-hmm. they they don't even think that they're worthy of doing things or yeah. having desires outside of like basics yeah. and so like uh, like learning how to ask for what it is that you really need yeah. is like a big part of like supporting self care for instance sure. and 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 actually i want to add to something you said you said um doing what's right what you need in that moment or what supports you in that moment yeah. but the point is that i want to add to that and and say that like it's not always in the moment because sometimes your your well being in that moment is i need to stay in bed all day right. but like to, your actually self care is no i need to get the fuck out of my house right right and that is self care too yeah, so you have yeah. to push yourself a little bit and change where your boundaries lie sometimes as well yeah oh absolutely in so, fact like one of the major things is like i think is like asking yourself what you're lying to yourself about like that is for me getting sick of your own bullshit mm. is a big form of self care like mm-hmm. to go getting tired of your own I love that. like yeah. your own getting tired of your own crap yeah. is a big part of self care yeah. like yeah. um for me like at all times i'm lying to myself about something and i think most yeah. people are yeah. so usually there's small things at this point when my mental health is quite good <laughs> it's like it's a small thing you know like i'm just like uh, i can't really do that today yeah. like that's that's my thing and yeah. then i Uh, my behavior supports that and saying you know we, we were talking in in the sort of questions that we, and one of the things was um why do we not do things when we know that they're good for us yeah mm. exactly and i feel like that kind of emotional regulation is just not taught or it's not so, something mm. that we just don't know so we just like put um like for for like a short term like mood in, enhancer yeah. or whatever or just like yeah. what we put off like long term goals or yeah. things that sure. are, are exactly. in in the long term are better for us absolutely and another thing is that like people don't procrastinate um because they're lazy people procrastinate because they don't like doing things like they don't mm-hmm. want to associate they don't want to feel nasty things yeah exactly <laughs> and so like so i mean those i think that's that's why people put off like whatever forms of sure, self care exactly. and there are so forms of self care that are not necessarily like pleasurable yeah, that, yeah 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 exactly but there are are also ones that are that are say like taking a long bath or whatever mm-hmm. those are also forms of self care sure but a lot of um a lot of them are not as easy as taking a long bath right and so so i mean i guess you guys you just have to um, yeah and 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 the things that are say not as easy as taking a long bath like i can think of a couple of examples for myself for instance where and we've talked about this before in the past where essentially there's 
to use the technical term, I suppose, is there's a lot of inquiry, where it's just as simple as, why am I feeling like this? Where exactly is this coming from? And these aren't, and these aren't questions you might have the answer for right away. Yeah. You know, it may take months, even years sometimes to answer questions like that. But the things that you're constantly in a state of, all right, and, and but not in a, not from a context of agony going, oh my God, why am I feeling like this? It's not that. It's more like, okay, I've been feeling this way. When I think about certain things, this comes up or this comes down. So you're now you're just starting to be what's called mindful exactly. of how you're feeling. Yeah. And the I more you start, yeah, I, well, <laughs> I love it. I, I mean, no, I'm, I'm so I'm fatigued a, from I'm it. So I'm that. such a fan. <laughs> I feel like okay, fine. Maybe I think conscious. Is maybe, maybe maybe pop culture and social media is also fatigued and yeah. overused that word in a big yeah. way, but it, yeah. it's super super relevant. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is that yeah, like as you continue to ask yourself questions like this, you may end up finding stuff that you didn't know existed and it's very emotionally daunting to deal with it head on I mean a lot of the times when I've been doing that I end up like bursting into tears because I'm like oh my god I just found out about this mm. weird bit of shit about myself that I'm like oh my god I haven't dealt with this in so long <laughs> this is, and that's what happened <laughs> yeah I mean mindfulness is essentially just checking in with yourself in the present right mm-hmm. I mean that's all it is for me for I'm an anxious person. Like, I literally have diagnosed panic disorder. And so, like, I, I always lived mostly in the future. Like, envisioning, like, um, something if, happening. What, if what ifs, yeah, you know? Yeah, all the what ifs. Or feeling, like, uh, like unreasonable guilt about things in the, in the mm-hmm. past, but mostly living in the future. And for me, it was just, like, a, a real big grounding to, like, realize that mindfulness was, like, oh, I didn't have to do that anymore. I didn't mm-hmm. have to, like, think about the future in that way because anxiety is not intuition it's mm-hmm. not like and like and i'm i'm fairly clairvoyant in that way so like i can i can think of somebody and they'll call me like that kind of thing but mm. at the same time when i'm on a bridge i'm like i'm going to die mm-hmm. so it's like <laughs> i if like really sort of finding the balance there sure, has yeah, been really yeah. key and mindfulness has been helping me Absolutely. kind of get to that and also stay here yeah and yeah. my mindfulness doesn't have to be like doing just a meditation and mm-hmm. or just like focusing on your breath or whatever it can just be something as simple as like um journaling or making like a list or you know mm-hmm. just things like that that like a list of things you're say grateful for or or a list of the, of things that are happening right now or mm-hmm. or that 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 kind of thing yeah there are lots of mindfulness exercises that yeah, are but not. you don't really always have to even step away from your routine to mm. do those things exactly. to be mindful yeah, exactly. oh, absolutely. so like right now what am I feeling Why, as I'm listening to the two of you talk for right, example exactly. is me checking in with myself and staying present with it and not having a reaction yeah. Yeah. to whatever it is exactly yeah. and there's yeah. something that in fact I do almost re- not almost regularly com- totally regularly always. now always it's become a habit yeah, yeah. It, and because firstly it doesn't take long at all in my head it takes about 10 to 20 seconds to do where I just as I'm talking to someone whatever I'm just checking with myself where I just go essentially what's called a body scan I just mm-hmm. check my I just check in on myself from from head to toe I just feel like if I'm any if I'm by chance tense at all because when I am tense and when I am anxious my shoulders go up yeah and I notice this as soon as I get to my shoulders I'm like okay my shoulders are up I just need to ease them off a little bit and then I just kind of go all the way down up to my toes and I just kind of see, am I still, what am I feeling? What am I feeling? All right. And then I just, after 10, 20 seconds, I'm okay. Now I'm good now. Yeah. I, I think body scanning is really important because 
like we don't realize how much tension is in different different parts of our body yeah. all the time. Yes. I went to a, um, a protest the other day because it's 2019 and that's what we do now. <laughs> um, but I just noticed that my butt was clenched the whole time, mm. and it was it's clenched because in public space as a woman, that's how I've 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 been able to like feel like hold oh, on to your power. Yeah, hold yeah. on to my power <laughs> almost, and I was just like. Ow, like it hurts to clench your butt that much. Right. But, it, but uh, when I'm on the streets, like that is literally how I feel like I have boundaries for myself. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. even though no one else can see <laughs> these boundaries, yeah. it feels like I will be less um, vol- like violated vulnerable, or yeah. vulnerable. Like right. if if my butt is clenched, <laughs> like, it makes no sense. But okay, self care, I guess. <laughs> but what are the ways in self like? Uh, as you know, we've all been through difficult points in, in our lives. But so when you were in those spaces, what were uh, ways that you felt really worked and resonated for you in order to, you know, recover? Okay. And, and before also, I guess, an add on to that is, were there things that you tried that, you know, belong to the consumerist uh, um, realm of self-care that you realized worked or didn't work at all, that they were short term? Okay, those are two questions. <laughs> well, I guess, yes. Um, uh, me going to things that I had to pay for was a big part of, um, of it. I'll just answer Avanti's one first. I went to a lot of body work, Avanti, and we've talked yeah. about this a, a lot of the time. So I had the symptoms of chronic fatigue for mm. a really, really long time. Okay. And I, the more I worked on my body, the more I had like um, massages, energy healing, um, things like that, that were in the more body space. Mm-hmm. Um, my chronic illness symptoms just like kind of went off. They were mm. so interlinked with my mental illness mm-hmm. that it like, I I literally created like a budget for like wellness therapies for myself because I also have like financial anxiety. And so one of the, the major things with that was like, um, if I had this money to spend at any time, I would go and I would like every week spend a certain amount of money on like superficial therapies mm, that ended sure. up working mm-hmm. you know mm. they are I mean those are the things I would say are inaccessible to say everybody right. but there are why are you calling those superficial those specific I mean when I say superficial or? I mean like on the skin like that's what I mean by right, superficial right. Like, I don't mean like um, superficial in, in that sense like skin deep but sure. they're not really skin well, deep or, you know right, 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 that, yeah. that sort of thing right. um, uh, but then there's a lot of things that nutrition for instance like really taking care of my diet made a huge um, difference mm. in my li- sure. in my life, like yeah. just cooking for myself. A cooking is incredibly mindful. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. oh my god, you cannot live in the past or, or <laughs> yeah. future when you're cooking. You burn yourself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. burn your food. You burn your food. <laughs> <laughs> like worse than hunger is like yeah, uh, you know, burn so, food. Yeah. So essentially, that 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 was like a really big one for me. But then, um, and um, even even the cooking, you know, um, cooking for yourself or taking care of nutrition is not an easy answer. Oh my god, no. not at all. It takes effort. Yeah. yeah. But that's self-care right yeah, there. Exactly. And it's also easy building yeah. these routines and habits in your life yeah. are like, you, I mean, the the importance of routine, mm. it's only occurred to me in my 30s what, what the importance of routine is. And I've been right. freelancing for like 15 years. Mm-hmm. That's a really long time to just be so hap- haphazard about it, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. figuring out where, what my like blind spots are in my routine mm. or, or like being able to 
replace bad habits with good ones. Mm-hmm. You know, it's so, it's so, I'm just, I'm resonating with what you're saying about, you know, you've realized only now that routine really works for you. And I have to do the opposite for me because I've been so rigid with my routine for so long mm-hmm. that I've realized self-care for me is actually being more flexible. Yeah. No, dude, like, okay, you cannot always eat your dinner at 8 p.m. Yeah. You just cannot. <laughs> I think that so much of it is, so, is, is in opposition when mm-hmm. you talk about self-care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, like you said, like flexibility and like discipline are at opposing sen- like sides of the spectrum mm-hmm. or whatever, like ends of the spectrum. But the balance is where, where the magic happens. Sure. And that, that's kind of true for all kinds of self-care. You exactly. Know? So letting people in is mm. a form of self-care. Having boundaries is a form yeah. of self-care. Yeah. So like, exactly. these things are not, it's not like only one of them yeah. works. Exactly, you know? yeah. Because otherwise you're so rigid and you're always in the space of, this isn't it. This isn't what yeah. I want. This isn't what I expected. This isn't it. Yeah. This isn't it. And it's just exhausting to yeah. feel like that all the time. Exactly. As soon as you just kind of go, all right, okay. this is it. I guess it's I'm going to be hangry for the next hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's not even coming from a sense of resignation. Yeah. Yeah. Resignation is one thing, but this is just kind of going, it's fine. Yeah. Well, you I think acceptance fine. is a big form. Acceptance yeah. is a big one. Because <laughs> I remember when I, when, when I, Went to this is my my first therapist whom I went to and I and I didn't really understand the concept of happiness and love per se at that time I'm, I'm still figuring that out I suppose but I think I was way more obscure about it back then and she said something to me which was so simple which I'm sure we can understand immediately right now which is like see a lot of people have a very different understanding of what happiness is it's not about bloody sunshine and rainbows mm. happiness is just simply a byproduct of acceptance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm, that's an interesting perspective because the things that as soon as you just kind of go, all right, this is what it is. And then suddenly you're just, you're all right. You've kind of naturally found a balance for yourself mm-hmm. right there. But that, now this is all very conceptual, quite mm-hmm. frankly, yeah. because it takes so long to get to that point, if at all. 30 years of conditioning. 30 years of conditioning. <laughs> yeah, 30 years of Unlearning conditioning. Unlearning is a big yes. form of self-care. Yes. Deconditioning is a big form of self-care. Which is one of the hardest <laughs> things to do, Yeah, you know, because yeah. you, you pick up a habit when you're four Yeah. and then suddenly at age 30 or 35, you're just kind of going, well, shit, okay, I guess. <laughs> I, guess I guess that wasn't working for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oops, I guess. Yeah. Um, I can add a couple more if yeah. you guys want. Yeah, please like, do. Uh, okay, so um, one of a, a really big one is understanding um what what makes you happy because you you brought up happiness mm-hmm. um just now, but like programming pleasure for yourself mm-hmm. is quite a big part. Like people, especially in Bombay, not that I live mm-hmm. here, um, are very caught in this like busyness trap. Mm-hmm. It's like busy, oh, yeah, busy, totally. busy, 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 busy. Yep. But it's like you have only output, and mm-hmm. like I don't know if you guys were. Uh, old enough actually you're both not so so maybe not but when I was in school we learned MS-DOS okay mm-hmm. hey listen I learned MS-DOS okay? <laughs> I didn't learn you're computers not that old. <laughs> I was like, yeah. but, but MS-DOS we had to like learn this code I guess now everyone all these cool kids code but we we did we did it first yeah. um, and there was this there's this analogy and it's garbage in garbage out you know it's like yeah. if you program garbage into a computer mm-hmm. it will come out with with garbage. garbage and I, I think of that all the time in terms of like what you allow yourself to consume mm-hmm. and mm. and or whether you're like letting your cup fill up before you're like letting things out of it yeah. you know and I, right. I and for me like actually having almost 
um, self-care programmed in my life mm-hmm. has helped a lot. Yeah. Or like just doing something with my friends socially or doing something for my pleasure. Like to, to like I like art. Going to see art makes me happy. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like things like that are really important to me that they're not, they're not, in my work mm-hmm. like exactly. requirements and yeah. actually it, it also there's it's, I get so many clients who come and they they're very this is this busy busyness trap but also when they want to do something that they think of as maybe fun it's always because of a goal they're chasing I read but I only read non-fiction so I can learn this one thing ah, mm-hmm. so it's I, never for pleasure I never watch Netflix I will never allow myself to have downtime and kind of just like just have a nap because mm. I'm wasting time. Yeah. I actually felt this way for a while, mm. to be honest, because I think in the earlier years of me being a freelancer, when I say earlier years, fine, I've been freelancing for about four or five now. But the thing is that, fine, in the first three years of being a freelancer, it was kind of like, you know, I was really f- figuring out where the hell my next paycheck was coming from and really just beating beating myself out beating myself up about it because there may have been days where I might just not have done anything quote unquote productive at all in the workspace. So then as a consequence, I'd punish myself and say, oh, you haven't done anything productive today? No, don't go out and enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. You stay at home and just feel like shit. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, and I just kind of, and that's actually how a lot of my depression kind of like came about. Oh, there's so much self-sabotaging behavior yeah. in like what we believe we deserve. Mm-hmm. Like so so many times you're like, I'm useless. So therefore I will not do this thing that I can easily do. Mm-hmm. So that you like almost meet that like yeah. self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess there's one more thing I want to talk about. Um, so we were talking about mindfulness a little while ago. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the things we also covered is relationships. Right. But I think the, the importance of our, um, how we develop healthy relationships is um, so important. You know, like the way we interact with people is really giving them energy, which is, you know, currency and time. And I, I, I do think like over time, um, and all of us have had it. We've had friendships fall off the radar mm-hmm. or we've cut out people in our lives that aren't serving us, right. hopefully, mm-hmm. if we're in, sure. in, in that space. But like um, knowing your your actual relation to somebody mm-hmm. is so important for like developing healthy social relationships. Right. And, and the way we socialize with people, and I don't mean only like partying or whatever, mm. is like a really big part of self-care sure. in, in that in that sense. So in one of the main things for me is as somebody who, um, when I'm feeling mentally, you know, drained, um, is I disconnect from people. Mm-hmm. But actually connection has been um, revitalizing. Yeah, it's been, yeah. it's mm. been like the opposite of anxiety to me. Right. It's been the opposite of like, addiction for many people sure. um mm-hmm. and 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 most people mm, have problems with addiction you know mm. it, it it is it is how people pursue pleasure um mm. that's how that's how they think they achieve sure. the balance exactly. in their in their relationships so like finding your community is a really big part exactly of it. just don't call them your tribe that is yeah. very, <laughs> I was say you mean your tribe no no do not call them your tribe you know and, and so I think community is like a big part of, absolutely. of uh, developing self-care for yourself sure because like, it's a support system for ab- yourself absolutely yeah. and I want you were just saying this like there is so much therapy in community like mm-hmm. you don't have to just go to two therapists ther- yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I think I think I suppose that's also one of the reasons why things like AA exists as well, right? Because you have a circle of people who are coming from a similar context to you. They're all sharing their own stories and you're effectively an Alcoholics Anonymous support group is supposed to be, as the name suggests, a support system. And you're holding each other accountable. And like that kind of accountability is a big 
part of self-care. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, you need to have a support system that also not only gives you a hug when you need it, which is totally valid, but also holds you holds you accountable for the stuff that you yeah, do. Yeah, and, and just before, because I can imagine some listeners might feel like, oh, fuck, I don't have a community. I don't have these people. Why aren't people reaching out to me? This is on you mm. to oh, go out yeah. and find. Oh, yeah. yeah. You've got oh. to build those connections yourself. It's not going to fall into your lap. Absolutely. I think taking, like people don't understand how much agency they have mm. over their own like lives or, mm. or healing or community or any of that. Like yeah. it's actually a responsibility. Yeah. I, w- I, I want to just say that Speaking as someone who started to realize that myself Mm. over the last couple of years, it is sometimes very difficult to gauge that agency when you are in a really dark space. Mm. It is, absolutely, absolutely. But it is also giving away a lot of your power to be like someone else needs to fix this for me. It's like really hoping for the best. Yeah, so that doesn't work. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And just so just as a bit of assurance, I think think it's good that we end on this note. I think based Mm. on what we just talked about, as a bit of an assurance to our listeners is that even if you are feeling in a space where, you know, someone else needs to help me and you are feeling like a victim and these, I'm, I'm not saying this in a judgmental way, this this happens, we've all felt this way, this is totally valid. Just rest assured that you will be able to get yourself out of it as soon as you gaze that agency and it will happen and it's okay for right now. Okay, so on Absolutely. that, yes. yes. <laughs> and on that note, Sheena, thank you so much thank for joining you, us today. You. Thank you, Havanti. <laughs> Thanks, team. <laughs> and thank you guys for listening. We shall see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye.